you know, we went from a world of scarcity, scarcity of raw materials and goods and services to a world of abundance. I'd like to welcome Paul Pagnato to the Productivityist Podcast. Paul, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. Now, in the interest of full, wait for it, transparency, we've been trying to do this for a while, <laughs> and we finally made it happen. Um, and I'm I'm excited because when I got this book, um, and I have, I have the Advanced Readers Edition, uh, the first thing I noticed was the 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 book Transparency Wave: Exponential Changes That Will Transform Our World. Uh, just the quality of it. Uh, is is just the design of it. Like it's it's a pleasure to peruse. Um, then you get into it and you're like, and it's it's something that I haven't looked at before, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. When I when when I got the invitation to to chat with you, like I want to know what what Paul means by transparency wave and what what your your thoughts on transparency are. So that's how we'll kick things off. What what is a transparency wave and why? Why was this a book that you needed to get out to the world now? Transparency has been a theme throughout my life, but I'd like to frame transparency wave and, and the meaning of it into segments. So I believe that we've had three massive transformations in human society the last 500 years. The first one was the communication period. Right? So that was with the advancement of the telephone, the printing press, the railroad, the airplane, the automobile. Humans were able to communicate at levels never, ever before. That brought us into the digital era that we all have been living in to the, uh, up to, to, to today. Mm-hmm. The digital era, right? The Vint Cerf created the internet in 1969 via ARPNET. It was a U.S. government uh, project for security. Well, that led to text and email and computers as we know it today. Well, advanced digitization, intelligence, machine learning, AI is now bringing us into the third massive wave, which I frame as the transparency wave. And it's not easy, right? So you think back 300 years ago, 200 years ago, people were afraid to get into an airplane. People were afraid to get into a car. People were afraid of those things. And even in the digital era, people feared the internet. They feared creating a website, right? They feared email. They were resistant to that. Texting, they were very resistant to all that. And now it's part of our everyday lives. Well, this is now we're living it right now with transparency. People are fearing it. And I wrote the book to help people overcome that fear and to have the confidence to lean into it and embrace it. Because at the end of the day, transparency changes everything. Now, one of the things that uh, I got when I got the book was this, again, a high quality bookmark that talks about the six T's of exponential transparency. And I think that the key is you talk about the transparency way, but let's talk about the exponential portion of it and how that idea of, of, of it building one on top of each other. How does, yeah. how does one go from transparency to like the exponential elements of it? Yeah. So let's just first start with the word exponential. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for all of us to wrap our brains around it because we're linear creatures. That's how we survived a thousand years ago, 200 years ago. 
when we talk about exponential, if we take 30 linear steps, we're going to walk 30 meters. If we take 30 exponential steps, we go 26 and a half times around the planet. That's exponential. If I give you a penny a day linearly, one cent today, another penny tomorrow, another penny the next day, for 31 days, you're going to have 31 cents. If I give you a penny a day exponentially, so one cent today, two cents tomorrow, four, eight, 16, if I did that for 31 days, you'll have $10 million. That's exponential. We've entered the exponential era. Industry after industry is growing exponentially. And this is what is happening with the transparency wave. The pace in which it's occurring is exponential. You can't read a magazine or watch news and you, you hear transparency. This COVID era that we're in has brought transparency and exponential to a whole new level. People now are beginning to understand what exponential really means because of the COVID area, like how mm. fast things things were able to spread. So when we talk about exponential, that's that's what we're talking about. So let's dive into the six T's then. Let's talk about the the idea of how to get to that level because you're right. I mean, I know Darren Hardy's talked about the compound effect when it comes to productivity, and James Clear's talked about like the one percent adjustment. You know, like adding one percent every single day. When it comes to exponential transparency, you talk about the six T's. Can we go into those? So, you know, throughout my career, I spent close to 30 years managing capital, being a, a wealth advisor. And I've studied companies and studied companies decade after decade. So I realized that the companies that are growing exponentially, that are having the most success, industry after industry, exhibit a lot or all of these characteristics of transparency. And so I've dissected it and the scientist in me came out and there's literally six elements of transparency that different companies exhibit. And I'll walk through those real quick. The first one is transparency standards. So the companies like Apple will actually take a step back and Apple's done this with privacy standards. So you can go on their website and you'll see exactly what their standards are for privacy. Different companies have, have been transparent about this and you can actually go to their website and you can see their, their standards. The second is terms, ridiculously simple customer contract. Uber exemplifies this. Total accountability, having a high quality governance and definable consequences if they don't find it. Whole Foods, John Mackey, did an amazing job. He brought the level of accountability to the vendors and suppliers in Whole Foods to a whole new level and brought GMO, transparency. Transparent cost is the fourth one. Having complete and total cost. Amazon has just been the king here, right? So they have completely demonetized the retail industry through their methodologies. You buy something on Amazon, you know exactly what the cost is, you know exactly what the return policy is. Very, very simple. And then truth. These companies will openly and accurately provide the public data-based truth and facts and communication. Vanguard does a great job of this. You think of Vanguard with the, the ETFs, exchange-traded funds, Jack Bogle created this. You know exactly what the cost is uh, when you purchase an ETF. 
Vanguard now has more in assets under management than J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and Merrill Lynch combined. This, this is why. And then trust. Any company that follows these five T's will exude trust and brand loyalty in the marketplace. And that's a world that we're in today. You know, we went from a world of scarcity, scarcity of raw materials and goods and services to a world of abundance. And what a consumer will rely upon to purchase is that trust and is that brand loyalty. So the companies expressing these six characteristics are the ones that are having the most success and growing exponentially. Okay. So now that we've gone through these, the one of the questions that enters my mind is why weren't, why are people having, or why do organizations or even people, I guess, why is adopting a, a transparency mindset a challenging one? Cause I think that, that there are biases that show up. How, why is it challenging or is it challenging? I guess is probably, and then secondly, um, how does one kind of overcome that challenge and 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 ride that transparency wave for, for, for lack of a bet? Well, actually, not for lack, is your expression. So what, what, what are your thoughts on that? So it is very challenging for people, for humans to to be transparent and embrace this. And the core reason why is fear. So if you it's it's embedded in our DNA. So if you think back just few generations ago, we survived in the bush hiding from a lion or tiger by not being transparent, by hiding ourselves, by camouflaging. And now, and particularly the last five years, it's being demanded upon us. So people feel very vulnerable. They feel that other people may judge us. They may know our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities and take advantage of us. So it's deeply embedded into our DNA, not to be transparent. But the positive thing is we are changing, we have to change, and you can change. And so that's another reason why I created these six T's is, you know, you need to walk before you run. And if you just, if, if a person or an organization just takes one at a time, take one step at a time, you'll get there. Like It'll be okay. And we'll be able to overcome the fear. It's people running the corporations. It's people running governments. So it's the individuals that fear being vulnerable. In the book, you've got the, uh, the quote here. Um, we are our own obstacle. And the only way to move forward is to take action. And obviously taking action is, is kind of flying in the face of fear. We, we live in uncertain times right now, although it's interesting that all times are uncertain in some way, shape, or form. When transparency, the idea of not knowing, and I mean, as I went through this book, there was lots of stuff that I didn't know. And I'm got I'm getting more comfortable with saying, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Even talking to my kids, you know, say like, <laughs> like do you know what? I don't know. I don't need to know everything. And I think that that's where, you know, maturity plus knowledge equals wisdom. And you kind of get that intersection of, uh, of knowing that, Hey, you know, it's okay not to know things. Um, when it comes to the, the, the six T's, do they need to be done in a take action in a particular order? Or can you like lean into one that you're and, and kind of build out from there? Or does it need to be done in a very specific way? I'm asking this just because I think people need to know where, where they can start taking action. Yeah. So if there's any one of these that you feel, you know what, I can do that. Or 
you know, our company's halfway there. My team is halfway there on this one. Then do it. Get a win and and implement that one. So you can start anywhere. If you're truly at a loss and you just purely want some leadership and guidance, okay, just tell me where to start. Like I'm all in. I'm going to do this. Tell me where to start. I would advise starting with transparency standards. So I would advise taking a step back and look at your industry, look at your company, and what are the standards that you could adhere to and standards that you could create that could take your industry to a whole new level or take your company to a whole new level and you can hold yourselves accountable to. That's how I think about the the hierarchy and the order in which to to follow them. And and they kind of snowball after that, right? I would imagine you get momentum and you keep moving forward. Okay, yep, I want to yep. I want to talk about personal transparency a little bit more right now because there's going to be people listening to this right now who are like, you know, I I know that change starts with one person, right? Like so whether you're in a culture or whether you're running your own business it starts with one person. And in 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 the book you talk about personal transparency. You know, and you've got your you obviously you can use the 6 Ts of course, but you also talk about the steps that you need to kind of take and I think for those people who are listening who want to become more transparent and want to, you know, kind of move forward with this, how do they do it personally? Can we talk about those six steps? You bet. And let me start with a story, sure. which will shed so much light on this. So I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a yogi and I was at teacher training in Sedona, Arizona. And it was a week-long class, yoga and also personal inquiry. And the teacher halfway through, this is, one of the most physically and mentally demanding things I've ever done. You start at seven in the morning. You don't get back to your room till 10, 11 o'clock at night. So you're just done every single day. So we're halfway into it. It's on Wednesday. And he pretty much had us all physically shot. Like we were, we were just broken down physically. So now he's ready to get to us mentally, right? So it's at that point and there's a hundred people there. Nobody, you know, knew anybody before arriving, people from all over the world. And he asked everyone to pair up with someone that they hadn't met and created a relationship with the first, the prior three days. So you're pairing up with a complete stranger. And he asked you to share with the person, your partner, what is the number one obstacle you're facing? What's the number one issue you're facing in your life, personally, business-wise, what is it? And then to reciprocate, then your partner shares with you. And oh my gosh, these were like so deep. People really opened up. Then he asked for 20 people to come on stage. I didn't have the guts mm. to do it. So I'm, I'm in the audience now watching person after person gets up there. And these are people that have been abused, raped. I mean, such malice done to them ready to leave their partner after 20 years. I mean, just really deep, deep, intense things. I'm just, my jaw is drowned. I mean, I'm like, I'm tearing up listening to their stories. Do you know what the amazing thing was? Mm. 20 out of 20 people, when they said what the obstacle was, they said it was them. They were the obstacle. They were the problem, regardless of what was inflicted upon them. So starting with personal transparency, it starts with you. And over 95% of the issues we have 
are tied to us, us not letting go, us not acknowledging to ourselves what the real problem is. So that's the first step. And then once you acknowledge what that issue or obstacle is that you're facing, and you have personal transparency, you're being totally, brutally honest with yourself, then it's time to share and share that with others. And then it's like a snowball. And you'll, you'll get through whatever obstacle is facing you. It's like magic, but it's so, so hard. It's, it's so, so hard. So thank you for bringing this up. And um, I'm sure a lot of listeners are going to be able to relate to this. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Okay, we're going to take a break from the podcast now to talk about our sponsors. Get it right every time with Text Expander. You see, Text Expander makes it easy to give your team the right words for every situation. So whether you need to keep legal happy or delight customers with effective answers, you can rest easy knowing your team has it covered. And the latest version of Text Expander even has new and improved statistics reporting for organizations, including the ability to build reports with customizable data ranges for enterprise and individuals so you can track how much time your team saves. I'm a big fan of Text Expander. There are so many things you can do with it. With Text Expander, you can keep your team consistent, accurate, and current. You can share your text and images with the whole staff, and that keeps them on track. Everyone will share the same message and give the same answers to all customer questions. They'll be able to work faster and smarter, and so will you. You can use Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. And you can create powerful snippets to save you time, like I do with my podcast guests and with so many other things, especially through email. And so that all you have to do is really just type in a short abbreviation and Text Expander does the rest of the typing for you. And you can share those snippets, which I think is really important, especially once you start working with someone who's going to take care of some of those tasks for you. I'm starting to do more and more of that. And Text Expander is a huge ally in helping me do this. Now, I want you to be able to get the most out of Text Expander, which, by the way, is available for Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, iPad. You know, wherever you need to be, Text Expander is there with you. And all you need to do is visit textexpander.com slash podcast, and you'll get 20% off your first year. So when you go to that URL, again, it's textexpander.com slash podcast. Go to the drop down, say you heard about Text Expander from me here on the Productivity Podcast, and you'll get 20% off your first year. And it will it, it will just be your first year. You will keep going and going. I've been using Text Expander for years and years, and I know you'll get a lot out of it as well. I know I have, and I, I, I'm a huge fan, as you can tell. I'm so excited that I get to share the words of Text Expander with you on this episode, and I hope you'll 
you'll you'll go to that URL. Again, it's textexpander.com slash podcast. Get that 20% discount off your first year today. I want to talk about something that I've revamped after revisiting. And I've done it just in time for, as this episode airs, the holiday season. I want to give you a gift. It's the gift of time. And it is a free book in ebook form, both in PDF and EPUB, but also in audiobook form that I've written and had redesigned so that you can get the gift of time uh, for free. I mean, we, we've, we've redesigned it. We've made it look absolutely beautiful. We've created the audiobook version, which is uh, something that we had not done before. And what the gift of time is, is, is really it's the idea behind it was I, I wrote it because I wanted to share my thoughts on the value of time and the relationship that I've had with time over the years. It, that has kind of helped me define that value. It, it, it's broken up into three parts. You know, I don't want to spoil it for you. It's a free ebook. It's free. Just head over to productivityist.com slash free book and you'll get it. You just have to enter your name and email address and you'll get all of them. You'll get the access to the EPUB, which you'll be able to use on your Kindle or your or your your iPad. Uh, you'll be able to use it on any any tablet, really. Your phone, iPhone, any of the, any any of your devices. You'll also have a PDF, so if you want to just read it in PDF format, you can. But if you want to listen to the book, and there's been a lot of demand for me to release some of my books in audio format, this is the first one. So there you have it. It's free. So head over to productivityist.com slash free book and get the gift of time for free today. It's a free gift from me to you. Think of it as a thank you for listening and uh, being part of my 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 audience, my my listenership here. Uh, not just on the Productivities podcast, but just keeping up my work in general. So again, head over to productivities.com/freebook and get the gift of time for free today. Another fantastic service, which is more than just one piece of software that I absolutely love, is SetApp. SetApp is the best way to discover new quality apps and get all the tools you need to be successful and productive. Um, it's a subscription for Mac apps. That's what SetApp is. And we're starting to use it with my wife's new MacBook Air. There are a lot of great little apps and big apps that you can get out of SetApp. In fact, there are over 200 high quality apps into one that you'll find within SetApp. There's an app for almost any task. So you can stay in your flow and finish what you started. Setup also now allows you to take your projects from the Mac to your phones and your iPads, your iPhones and your iPads. Those those ones. <laughs> Let you take you there with support for iOS companion apps for your Mac favorites like Ulysses if you're a writer and you're doing that kind of stuff or if you want to use more task management stuff like To-Do or TaskKeep They've got you covered there as well. Setup has a dedicated curation team too. So you're getting the best quality apps from that team. They are only selecting the highest quality apps. So you don't have to search for the best tools anymore. My wife does not want to go through different, uh, you know, uh, websites and go through the app store and do all that stuff. She just wants to know what she can do with her new computer, with her new MacBook Air and Setup has her covered. And there's only one monthly flat fee and it's it's a really low price i'll, I'll share with you uh, i'll share it with you in a second but it's a great value i mean you, you're not going to be paying thousands of dollars for separate licenses and new apps are being added to set up regularly the updates are free and all the apps are full featured pro versions uh, you know just as excited as I was about the last sponsor we talked about, I'm as excited to talk about SetApp as well. It's it's a huge boon to my productivity. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I know you will be as well. So I want you to head on over to setapp.com and try SetApp free for, for a week. Give it a go. If you like SetApp plans, start at, here's that price, 
$9.99 per month. 200 plus high quality apps, access to all those for less than $10 a month, $9.99 a month. You, you can't beat that. And you can use setup for as long as it's useful for you. And I've been talking about setup for a while on this podcast. So you know that it's useful for me. It's still useful for me. And I know it's going to be useful for you as well on an ongoing basis. So head over to setup.com. That's S-E-T-A-P-P.com today. Get that free trial for a week and put setup through the paces. I've done it. I love it. I know you will too. Now let's get back to my conversation with Paul Pagnato here on the Productivityist Podcast. One of the things that uh, that I enjoyed about going through the book is you use obviously the surfing metaphor, right? Like riding the wave, mm-hmm. but waves don't come constantly. You know, there's an ebb and a flow, right? You know, and 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 regardless whether you're a surfer or not, you watch the waves come in. It's you know bigger wave, smaller wave, smaller wave. There's an ebb and flow to this book that goes between, um, uh, and it, you know, like the softer skills, like finding your purpose, and and you know the stuff you just talked about in terms of personal transparency and facing fear and and making a plan. But then also some of the you know the harder edged stuff, you know, like the grade eight when it comes to you know the idea of dealing with wealth abundance and 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 things like that. What was that by design as you put this thing together? Like, is that the way you actually is number one, is that the way your mind kind of works? You kind of look at both sides. Like it, I just found it fascinating the way it kind of just ebbed and flowed. It is the way that my mind works. Uh, personally, I've lived my life by putting myself in the shoes of other people. So I try to be, have good EQ. So I try intentionally to be thinking about others and, and by putting myself in other people's shoes and how they're thinking and processing, it helps me create solutions for them. And then for myself. So I'm a human just like you and just mm-hmm. like you know the other 8 billion people on the planet. So we're hardwired the same at the end of the day. And so I just try to be very real with myself, with my obstacles and things that I'm facing on a personal level. And then bridge that out to others and bridge that out to to corporations. Again, it's people that are running the companies. So the obstacles that companies are having, it's the the the, the issue are the people running those companies. So let's let's jump back to the six T's again and talk about putting them to use. And you you have a, a, a chapter dedicated to that. Which is the hardest of of the six T's you think for people to kind of get into or or maybe not master but put into practice on on a on a level that that you know you you come away with it going yes yes i was i did live up to that yeah i would say the hardest is number three accountability and that's where the fear starts to come in so there's one thing to create a standard and then there's another thing to be held accountable to it. And the higher the level of accountability, the more motivation one's going to have to do it. So I'll use my business as an example. So we created 10 standards of transparency for the financial industry. And these are the highest level of standards that exist. Call it true fiduciary. So we take being a fiduciary, we take it 10 steps further. And 
it is so hard to follow these 10 standards. We actually took those standards and we give that to the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission. So that is the governing body that governs us. So you talk about a level of accountability. If we don't follow those 10 standards, they can shut us down, go out of business, game over. So it takes a lot of courage to be able to do something like that. So I think accountability is one of the hardest ones because people may fear their business going out of business by being held accountable to a regulator, to an individual with their team. They could fear losing their job. So it's, it's hard, but it's hard to do that. And it's hard to have the courage to do it. So I, I'd say the accountability piece is the, uh, is the biggest, biggest challenge. Yeah. Because of fear. Right. As I went through the book, um, and again, speaking of the ebb and flow, uh, what was interesting is um, not an hour before I chatted with you for this uh, for this uh, discussion, I talked with Marta Zaraska, who wrote Growing Young, and she talks about longevity and some of the, the science behind it. And I'll link to that episode in the show notes here, but you talk about that as well, the idea of longevity. And there's a whole, there's a section where you talk about the common traits of centenarians and things like that, but... I want to talk about the idea of longevity in within the context of the transparency wave. What's the connection there? We are on uh, the cusp. We are living right now through the genomic revolution. And I passionally believe, as well as Ray Kurzweil, Peter Diamandis, many, many others, that majority, if not all, human diseases will be cured in the next decade through genomics. Right? The, the COVID piece, of the era that we're in right now, you know, the, the top 100 vaccine cures that are being worked on, the ones that have the highest probability of success, every single one of them is genomic-based. We have never in our history had a vaccine created genomic-based using messenger RNA and things like that. So this is happening. This is going mm-hmm. down. This is real, all right? We have millions of babies born worldwide every single year that have genomic defects. Genomic defects that can be cured in the hospital before the baby leaves. Yet you ask, you 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 ask and, and question and survey nine out of ten moms, do you want your baby's DNA taken and tested? to ensure for genomic defects, but the hospital is going to need to maintain and keep that DNA. Nine out of 10, they're going to say no. And it's because of fear. They fear what that DNA can, how that DNA can be used against them. So this is, this ties into longevity. So there's many, many aspects of longevity, genetic, the genetics, which is our, our software, human software is a big, big part of it. So we're getting close to this intersection um, and I just wanted to talk to people about it and hopefully give people confidence that this is a beautiful thing. We're actually going to save millions of lives through this genomic testing. It's a hardware, which it's hardware and software ultimate transparency <laughs> for a human being. I mean, you're yeah. talking about being vulnerable and totally transparent. There it is. <laughs> well, it is. It's like you mentioned that it's like a soft, like we're the hardware and the software, like there, there's a coalescence there, right. You know, where, where you can go and say, okay, well, let me, let me diagnose the problem. And you're getting it right out of the gate. And you're right. It is fear because how are you going to use this thing? What are you going to, 
fear is such a huge driver. How do you personally, we'll shift gears a little bit for a second. How do you push past fear? Like what tactics do you put in place? Obviously there's tactics, <laughs> the tactics, a lot of them are in this book, but is there something in particular that you say, you know, like you got to catch yourself with it. Fear is something that, that we all face. It, it, it's, it's like, you, it's a human uh, condition. It's something that you, you never can fully escape. And you're talking to a guy right now who has green lantern paraphernalia all throughout his office. So <laughs> you know that I've studied the, the idea of fear and will. That's how I combat it. I look at this green lantern stuff, go, you know, and I say the oath or whatever I need to do to move forward. But how do you do it? <laughs> For me, it's embracing. I know this may sound crazy to listeners, but embracing failure. So having a maniacal focus on experimenting and trying different things and embracing success is failure turned inside out. So I know that the more fast, the more I fail fast, the quicker I'm going to get to where I need to go. And to, to fail, it's not fun. It sucks, right? Nobody likes to fail at anything. We all, we all want to be winners. We all like that feeling of winning. But the reality is you win, you get that success by failing and we need to let go. We have to overcome the fear of failure and we have to try and we have to experiment. So 99% of the time when we do that, when we experiment and we try something and we fail, sometimes it stings a little bit more than others. We get over it. You know, every day is a new day. We wake up the next day and it's going to be okay. So as long as we're always doing the right things and we all we always have really good intentions and we're seeking the flourishing of others, it's going to be okay. So that's how I've been able to let go, overcome, experiment, deal and accept failure and be able to do these these six standards and other things. Well, it seems to me too, the other thing is as, as you're talking, the idea of um, using, the, you know, the transparency, like your, your six standard, like all the stuff that you've got, um, allows you to, uh, get, not get caught up in the, uh, uh, paralysis through analysis situation. Right. Because, yeah. um, that's a big problem too. I'll give you a personal example from yesterday. I I'm, uh, new to doing building things with my hands. I'm, you know, if, if you had talked to me even before, this the the, the COVID nineteen season that we're in right now, and you said, "Hey, guess what, Mike? You're going to be gardening and making things out of wood by the time this thing's over." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. You're crazy. Not that I am doing both of those things." And I built. Uh, my daughter wanted to have a uh, a lawnmower shed built because of where our lawnmower was. It was a little bit difficult to get to, and I said, "Gauntlet thrown, mission accepted." And so I started to build it out of materials we already had. And I look at it, and I'm proud of what the the shell that it is, but I know that there's some people that would look at it and go, eh, right. Cause it's not great. Um, but I already know what I'm going to do to make it. I've got the shell there. I took action. I've got the shell there. I'm going to make it look nice and pretty. You won't see the inner shell, the slight imperfections, but you'll see the nice, you know, linseed oil, uh, stained wood that's on the outside. And it'll look really nice. If you open it up, you will be like, Oh, he kind of cobbled this thing together. And I think that that's the, the idea of you don't get to see what, when it comes to failures, but what, or, and even the success stories, what happens beneath the surface. You don't get to see the behind the scenes. You just get to see the polished outcomes. And I think that 
often when you get stuck analyzing, you get this paralyzing, you don't even get started on the, the, the structure or the framework. You just don't get started. Yeah, that's so true. So another way that I, I think about that is there's the, one of the beautiful things about humans is we can visualize. So we can visualize and see a rainbow in the distant future. And we can, that's real. It's very real to us. And we can walk closer and closer and closer to it. But the reality is we'll never, ever get to it. Mm -hmm. That's called the gap, right? So our mind has this, this, uh, this ideal, but then there's reality. And what's in between the ideal and reality is, is the gap. And the way we overcome the gap is through positive focuses, so it's through the lens in which we're, we're looking. And you said it beautifully. So you built this, this, uh, this dollhouse and it looks great to you and it's beautiful. So you're having a positive focus and that's going to give you the encouragement to go back at it. And it's going to give you the encouragement to, to build something else. So a trick that uh, one of my coaches taught me was as simple as each night before you go to bed, Write down, there's something about writing it down, mm -hmm. it goes deeper into the subconscious. Write down the five positive things that occurred that day, and then how you're going to make further progress the next day. And if you do that for 21 days, it's like magic, like a switch goes on in your mind, and you'll start to have more confidence and more courage, and you'll start to be thinking positive. Paul, this has been a great conversation. I, I want to wrap up by leaving the listener with one simple single action they can take to start riding the transparency wave today what can they do just take a step back spend a few minutes on what is the number one obstacle facing you today in your personal life in your professional life in your career what is it and be transparent with yourself be brutally honest with yourself on what it is and what the problem is and then share that with two or three people, two or three loved ones, close, close friends or partners of yours. And it can end up changing your life. Paul, this has been a great, great chat today. I really appreciate it. The book's called Transparency Wave, Exponential Changes That Will Transform Our World. Where can people pick up the book and keep up with your work? It is available on Amazon. Uh, so if you, if you just Google transparencywave.com, uh, you'll find lots of resources and ways to be able to obtain it. Go right to our website and, and purchase it through the website. So very readily be available. Hard copy, Audible, uh, Kindle, whatever works for you. Again, thanks so much today for joining me on the Productivity Podcast, Paul. Thank you, Mike.